if today you hear the voice of the Lord, harden not your heart. Great job in singing that. I was very pleased. If today you hear the Lord's voice, harden not your heart. But we just heard the Lord's voice. And I suspect if I did a little survey here, if you're like me, <laughs> if I ask you what were the three readings and what did each one of them mean and say, you'd probably go, I forgot. Right? And that's not because you're stupid or because, you know, you don't have the intellect to take it in. It's not because you don't care, otherwise you wouldn't be here. You know what? Like me, we're just distracted. We got all this stuff going on. Things are going, I'm always thinking about green beans. I need green beans. I got to get that after mass. That's not the word of God, but that's a natural thing, right? This, this distraction, all the stress of life going on has a tendency to keep us, it almost hardens our ears because our mind is so focused elsewhere. In the second reading, St. Paul says to the Corinthians that we need to be people who are focused on the Lord, right? So how do we do that in the face of all this? I'll tell you a little story about myself. When I was a young man, um, <clears throat> I went to Our Lady of Mount Carmel School. I rode my horse and buggy there. It was, uh, it was a wonderful time. Hay bales, it was just great. And I had a terrible uh, learning disability. Quite frankly, I still have it. Um, I'm dyslexic, and so when I look at words, they, you know, they're kind of like Harry Potter. They move around the page, you know. And, and um, when I, and it's so, it's so stressful for me to read publicly, where you can know that I don't know what I'm doing, that that pride in, sort of freezes me, and I can't read from a piece of paper out loud. And you might say, well, Deacon, you just did that. Well, that's because I practiced it four or five times. And if you were reading, and many of them you were, you'll know I didn't get every word right, did I? I do it all the time. I do the best I can. But this stress, this anxiety that I can't read like most, most people, and it's embarrassing, overwhelms my ability to even comprehend what it is that I'm reading. And as a little guy in second grade going on up, this was a heck of a problem. <laughs> because imagine trying to learn and not being able to understand what you're given to read. And how embarrassing it is to, to be so stressed out that you can't even read in front of people. Maybe that's why I walk around and talk to you and not read a homily. Could have something to do with it. So, why do I bring this up? The sisters taught me that, Paul, what you really need to do is you must practice the readings before you read. If it's a, a geometry section that you're going to read in front of class, you have to practice it. If it's the readings at church that, you know, the kids come up and do, you have to practice it. And you, Paul, probably need to practice it three or four times. Amazing. I did that. The words start slowing, slowing down in their movement. Things start to line up in time. I understand what it says. I'm not stupid. And then I can flow with it. And comprehension comes in. So this distraction that all of us have here at Mass so often inhibits our ability to hear the Word of God and to allow it to inform us and create us 
to give us security and foundation so that we can go out into the world and be God's light, His truth, His healing touch to everybody we meet. Let's look at the gospel today. Jesus Christ really blew things up. He's great at this. He walks into this temple, this synagogue, and he sits down in the rabbi's chair and he starts teaching. And he starts teaching with what was de described as authority. And it was so overwhelming to those who were in earshot that they were amazed. And the word amazed in English is different than the word in Greek, which is patrono. Patrono means they were gut-punched. They were fearful of what just happened in front of them. Because the scribes, they taught by referencing other rabbis. Well, Rabbi Hagael, he taught this on the Pentateuch, which is the first five books of the Bible. He taught this. It meant this to that rabbi. And to this rabbi, his opinion was this. And that's how... When you went to synagogue, you heard the scribes, who were very intelligent men, convey the opinion of rabbis. In the first reading, God the Father tells us in Deuteronomy that I will raise up among you one of your own, and I will put my words in his mouth. You know why the people sitting in that synagogue were blown out of their chairs? they heard the voice of God the Father, Yahweh, themselves, And it blew them away. They knew they had never heard truth like this. Jesus wasn't quoting anybody. He was speaking the words of the Father. And it was powerful truth. It was guidance. It was absolutely spot on with no debate. And it changed these people's lives. Now, there was another little element in this re reading. And if you think to yourself, why was this in the reading? What I just said and what they said is profound enough, isn't it? It's profound enough. What does this demonic man have to do? Huh? Well, imagine this man. He was sitting in the synagogue, obviously sitting there calmly and nicely. Because if he was frothing at the mouth and shaking all over and screaming and yelling, they would have never let him in the synagogue. So he comes in and he sits down amongst the people and he sits there like everybody else. But when he hears Jesus teach, the evil that resides in him exploded because it couldn't be in the same presence of absolute truth. It was put off. It was afraid. It was chilled. Jesus, son of Nazareth, what are you to do with us? Are you going to destroy us? I know you're the Holy One of God. And Jesus commanded that out of the man and healed him right there. Who has such power? Jesus Christ. And he has that power with you and with me every day. If we will only not harden our heart and hear the word of God. My brothers and sisters, the world is full of people, let's just call them rabbis of a different sort, that are teaching that there are no truths. My goodness, when I went to Indiana University in 1975, I heard it for the first time, there are no truths. You can imagine today, it's rampant in our university systems. Not all, but it's unfortunately very strong. I'll tell you this, 
generation after generation worldwide are being taught that there is no truth. And so what do you substitute? You substitute the world's opinion, the world's guidance. Well, if I were to quiz you as good Catholics sitting and hearing the Word of God all the time and I ask you, who did Jesus say the world belonged to? The answer would be Satan, the evil one. My, listen, I'm not here to throw anybody under the bus. I let the evil one in here too. There's plenty of room. There's not much up there. And I will tell you this, I start to doubt. I start to say, it's going to be this way, Lord, in my life. This is truth. I don't really agree. I think there are exceptions. There's a gray area, Jesus, and it gets in here. And if I, if I leave it unchecked, if I leave it unsanitized, if I stay away from the Word of God long enough, then it overwhelms my very being. Yes? All of us are subject to this. But when we hear the Word of God, when we hear His truths, we can be healed. We will be guided. We will be useful to the world around us because we will be brave enough, kind enough, loving enough to say what is truth. This is today's message. You and I have a call to be useful to the Lord. And we cannot be useful to the Lord with the evil one's truth. Let us immerse ourselves in this truth. And every time we come to Mass, I have a little tip. This is a little learning disability tip, okay? Before you come to Mass, maybe at breakfast, you have the family read the scriptures of the day. One child reads the first, one child reads the responsorial tom, one child reads the second, and maybe mom or dad does the gospel. You know what? I can tell you absolutely that when you understand what is there because you've read it a couple of times, and then you hear the Word of God proclaimed by the Holy Spirit, you won't be thinking green beans. You'll be thinking, praise God. May God continue to bless you.